and welcome to Kidacity, where kids share, learn and have fun together. I'm your host Samat Chitta and this is episode 20, Shaucha, Komodo Dragon and the New Year. October 8th is celebrated as the Indian Air Force Day. In Bangalore, where I live, the Indian Air Force has a big training center and we often hear the roar of fighter aircrafts in the sky when they are training. I like one special poster outside one of their offices that says, Colleagues share food, wingmen share fate. I wish everyone associated with the Indian Air Force a very happy Air Force Day. Jai Hind! Welcome to Discover Yoga. Yoga is an ancient Indian system which is the practice of bringing balance into our body, mind and soul. This week we are discussing the concept of Shaucha. Shaucha means cleanliness. What are the different things that need to be kept clean? Our room, our body, our clothes and shoes. How about our thoughts? Yoga says that if we are clean in our body and mind, we will be healthy. How do we keep our body clean? Firstly, by taking a shower every day in the morning as it washes away the laziness of the night. If you are used to taking a shower in the evening or night, try changing it to the morning time or doing it one more time in the morning. Second, to asana that is the practice of yoga poses and pranayama which is the practice of managing our breath. We can keep our body clean from the inside. Next comes cleanliness of our thoughts. We learned about the concepts of satya, ahimsa, asteya and aparigraha. By implementing all of these and also being kind towards everyone, we can practice cleanliness in our thoughts. If we don't carry negative thoughts about anything or anybody, we will have good and clean thoughts. Yoga says it is very important to eat clean food that is cooked in a clean place. Our kitchens should be clean and we should eat freshly cooked food. Also, eating when we are hungry and eating to satisfy our appetite and not our taste buds is also practicing shantra for the body. Have you ever observed how you feel after eating a heavy meal? When we are eating, we enjoy the taste and aroma, but after the eating is done, our body feels heavy and sometimes we may experience other problems. Finally, Keeping our places, whether it is our room, our house, or our classroom, clean is also a part of practicing shaucha. If any place is cluttered or full of trash, our mind feels confused and unclear. Let us all take a promise that we will keep our body, mind, and places clean. It's now time for some good news. The first good news is about plastic. We all know that plastic is bad for our planet and does not decompose and pollutes our land and water. This week, English scientists discovered a super enzyme that can break down plastic three times faster. 
But wait, what is an enzyme? An enzyme is a substance that is found in plants and animals that speeds a chemical reaction without undergoing any change themselves. Professor John McGeehan from the Center for Enzyme Innovation at the University of Portsmouth created a superior version of a bug that lives on plastic trash and ate the material. He did this completely by accident during one of his lab experiments. In 2020, he combined his old creation with another discovery by a Japanese scientist and created this super enzyme. We are hopeful that this enzyme will help reduce some of the plastic pollution in the world. The second news is about Nobel Prizes that are being announced this week. At the time of recording, the prizes for physics, chemistry and medicine were announced. In chemistry, the Nobel Prize was awarded to Ms. Emmanuel Charpentier and Ms. Jennifer A. Dunda, who developed a method of genome editing. Using these, researchers can change the DNA of animals, plants, and microorganisms, which means that they can change how we look, how our body functions, and other things even before we were born. The third news is about the French Open, which is a very prestigious tennis tournament, similar to the US Open. It is held in France. This week, Rafael Nadal, a popular Spanish tennis player, won a match at the French Open at an unusual time. He was playing against Italian Jan-Nick Sinner, and the match started at 10.26 p.m. and ended at 1.26 a.m. The weather was also 10 degrees Celsius, which was pretty chilly. At the end of the match, Rafael said, I just tried to be patient, accept everything, and be in a positive shape. That's what I did. Before I end this segment, let me remind all of you that it is still important for us to be careful and take all safety measures during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Many cities in India have started heavy fines for those found without a mask. For example, in Bangalore, one can be sent to jail for up to three years for not wearing a mask. Let us all be socially responsible and always wear a mask and wash and sanitize our hands. That is all for this week's good news. Are you ready for your virtual vacation? Get your backpack, sunglasses, water bottle, and say hello to one country, then amazing things. The fourth country is Indonesia. Indonesia is an island nation located in the Indian Ocean. It is famous worldwide for its beaches and underwater adventure activities. I was lucky to welcome 2020 in this beautiful country. I visited their capital, Jakarta, and the island cities of Lombok and Gili. Every week, I tell you about different countries. But this week, I'm joined by a special guest all the way from Indonesia, who will share some interesting and unknown information about the country. Miss Adeline Natalia is a neurologist currently working in the city 
of Rangas Bitong, Province Ben Ten. She loves watching movies and reading books. Her motto is to be grateful and love yourself, and she hopes to visit India someday. Welcome to Kidasati, Miss Adlin. Hi, Samar. Thank you for uh, inviting me to your podcast. I went to Indonesia. Uh, I went to Lombok, Kili Islands, and Jakarta. I'm so excited for this interview because I want to learn more about Indonesia, its traditions, its mm-hmm. culture. I'm also excited about this. <laughs> I hope I can uh, help you in some way. Okay. So the first question is, what are some of the popular festivals and why are they celebrated? In my opinion, the most famous one in Indonesia it is called Nyepi or Day of Silence. Have you ever heard about it, Samar? No, I haven't heard about it. It is celebrated uh, among uh, the Hindus of Balinese people. Oh, okay. Yes. That's really interesting. Nyepi is a festival that is celebrated by uh, Bali people to welcome the New Year. The New Year, the Saka New Year, or uh, the term is Isa Kawarsa. Nyepi is the day before a New Year's Day in Bali. Nyepi word exactly means a day of silence. They uh, have parade that is where these large and giant features that looks like a monster that is the symbol of evil that is made of paper or some of heavy rice march on the streets and on the beach in the Bali. This parade usually accompanied by gamelan music. These giant-like features, they call it ogo-ogo, will be torched by fire because they say they believe by torching this ogo-ogo feature, it will symbolize the hopes that all the disease and all the sufferings and all the miseries will be banished from the Bali island. Quite interesting, right? After that Ogo Ogo parade, the next 24 hours straight, every uh, citizen in Bali will stop their activities. Uh, they will not go to the offices, schools are closed, uh, even uh, the shops and the airports are closed. And even the pedestrians and traffic uh, is not allowed on the beach or on the streets in Bali. The only exception is uh, the hospitals that are still open. Can you imagine that whole island of Bali is raining in silence, a total silence, because they are required to turn off all lights from the house, turn the sounds to a minimum and they have to meditate or do self-contemplation at home. You must be wondering uh, what happens to people who are naughty and do not obey these rules, right? Yeah. <laughs> so in Bali, uh, they have these uh, officers or watchmen that is called the talang uh, who will patrol in the street and they will make sure that no one goes outside. You ask me what is the meaning of this festival, right? Yeah. Uh, 
so this nyepi is generally dedicated to connect oneself uh, more closely with God. Bali people called uh, God is Hyang Widiwasa. Also, they want to uh, do self-introspection about humanity, about love, about patience, about kindness, and other great virtues that are good and need to be preserved. Oh, wow. It is also considered as a public holiday throughout all Indonesia. Interesting, isn't it? Yes, that's really interesting. The second question is, what is mm-hmm. Indonesia's most popular sport? And is it a water sport mm-hmm. because Indonesia is an island and there's a lot mm-hmm. of water? That is a very good question. I understand why you guess uh, it is a water sport. But most popular sport in Indonesia is soccer or football. What do you call it in India? Is it soccer or football? It's football. Oh, football. Oh, I think why it is popular in Indonesia because since our country is occupied by Dutch people, I think it is popular from both aspects of players or the spectators. Although the development of soccer is not as good as in Europe or USA, I think this sport still acts as a glue that connects all people of Indonesia. So whenever they we have uh, differences or national problems or we have different opinions, but when it comes to soccer games or soccer festivals, uh, we will unite support our national team. Uh, I think soccer also brings people together. You can say that it, it ignites our nationality. And I think it doesn't even matter if our national team wins or lose because uh, the most important thing for Indonesian people is that our national team uh, gives their best. I would never imagine that football mm-hmm. is Indonesia's mm-hmm. national sport and mm-hmm. I think football is a great sport and you learn mm-hmm. a lot from it. Do you play it also in school? Uh, I don't play it that much, but whenever I do, I realize that it's a beautiful sport mm-hmm. and it has many lessons that you can learn from it. I agree with you, although I never <laughs> played it. Before we move on to the third question, I have a quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, which part of Indonesia are you from? Oh, actually, I was born in uh, Sumatra Island. Uh, where there is a province called South Sumatra. Since I graduated high school, I go to college that is located on the other island. It is called uh, the Java Island. You know, Summer Java Island is where the capital city, Jakarta, is located. Uh, I went to the college at a city called Bandung. Bandung is quite near from Jakarta, you know. Have you ever heard about Bandung City? No, I haven't. It's the first time. Oh, okay. It's quite famous because it's uh, located in the high hills and have a quiet, chill weather. Now, the third question is, how is Mm -hmm. Indonesia's schooling system and what is a typical day for a kid in school? 
since I graduated school quite a long time ago, I can only try to answer this, okay? So, I watch my niece's schooling system. She is six years old now. So, it's called the preschool or kindergarten, maybe. She goes to school every Monday to Friday. Saturday and Sunday is free from school. Uh, started at 7 and then she will have lessons until about 9 and then she will have a 10-minute break where she said that uh, she still stay in her class and then uh, they can have lunch that is prepared at the house so they are not allowed to eat in the cafeteria yet. After that 10-minute break, they will continue their lesson about one hour. So around 10 or around 10.30, she's free to go home. Uh, usually, once a week, they will have a kind of ceremonial in, in the court. They will raise a flag and they will sing our national anthem. Is it the same there? Uh, so for us, it's pretty similar, but we don't mm-hmm. uh, raise our flag and sing the national anthem. So we only sing the national anthem on special days. Like if we have a school performance, we sing it then. Oh, okay. So uh, the next question is, most mm-hmm. people go to Indonesia for vacation. So where do mm-hmm. Indonesians go for vacation? Oh, I think this is my favorite question, Samar. I can think of so many great uh, vacation spots in Indonesia since, you know, we are the world's uh, largest uh, archipelago state. I read in the internet that in 2010 alone, there were more than 17,000 islands in Indonesia and more than 9,000 of them don't have a name. Uh, so, yes, you can imagine how very scattered and small these islands are. We also have so many wonderful spots. And my top two picks uh, for uh, domestic vacations are uh, Komodo National Park. Have you ever heard about it? No, I haven't ever heard about Uh, that. But uh, have you heard about Komodo Dragon? Oh yes, I've heard about the Komodo Dragon. Yes. Have you seen the picture from the internet? Uh, yes. Uh, I've seen great. from the internet, I think, once or twice. So, uh, my number one uh, spot for vacation uh, is Komodo National Park. I went to this place quite a long time ago, maybe in 2010, when I was working as a local doctor at the province of East Nusa Tenggara. This Komodo National Park, uh, just like its name, is located at the Komodo Island. So when I went there like 10 years ago, we went by a boat, not the machine one, but the boat is uh, quiet, medium. We will uh, go hiking, but before that, we cross the savanna first. It's like a desert, and then we go uh, trekking or hiking for like an hour or two. The main attraction in this Komodo Island is to explore the islands, but uh, you cannot do it alone with your with your group because it's dangerous. You have to be guided by some people that is called the jagawana. 
there are people that work as professional guide and also an animal tamer. When you explore this island, usually you will cross the trails. It's quite fascinating, I think, because uh, you can stand there and look at these uh, creatures like they are doing nothing and you can still be impressed by them. So actually, our unit that we are learning in school now is all about explorations, discoveries, mm-hmm. inventions, innovations. Mm-hmm. So I think it will be a really good place that we can explore. Of course, yes. Of course, I agree with you. Uh, one day, if you have the chance to come back to Indonesia, I think it's a must. These islands is inhabited by uh, local people. There is more than 5,000 Komodo in the uh, Komodo Island. It's my most impressive experience is in this Komodo National Park. I went to Dunya Fantasy in Jakarta. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. So have How you ever you heard think? about it? Have you ever yes. heard Yes. Yes, yes. I went there a couple of times. So what do you think? I think that actually it was really nice and it had really fun rides. Uh, my father actually he went on one of the most. It spins around. It takes you to the side. It takes you to the other side, and uh-huh. so it has a roller coaster seat. But then uh-huh. it's not exactly a roller coaster. Is that the blue thingy with the yellow strap? <laughs> the yeah. chair. Oh, yeah. okay. It's kind of new attraction. Was it like fun or was it scary? For me, it's scary. <laughs> so now it's time for the last question. Okay. What is one thing that everyone can learn from Indonesians? Uh, I think long and hard for this question, Samar, because this is the most important question. <laughs> one thing you can learn from Indonesians is that We are genuine people. Uh, Many of us are genuine people. We have great hospitality. I don't know if you noticed this when you came to Indonesia, but whenever our people see foreigners, they will try to communicate. They seem to be so interesting about where they come from and then have they tried certain foods. They will even volunteer if you need their help when they wish you. It is something that comes from their heart. We have such diversity in the cultural background. We have so many islands. We have so many tribals. Also, we have so many folk songs. From my younger age, I have always been taught that we must honor differences and we we must not mock people who are different from us. Even our national motto is uh, called Bineka Tunggal Ika, which uh, can be translated as unity in diversity. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. And when we right. went to Indonesia, I noticed that mm-hmm. they were very curious about our culture. So I really liked that. The mm-hmm. Indonesians, they are also really kind. Uh, that mm-hmm. I observed that they were really kind and they were. Mm-hmm really honest okay thank you Uh, okay you're welcome one last question how do you say thank you in bahasa it is called terima kasih terima kasih you're welcome so much goodbye
Thank you very much again. Thank you, Miss Adeline, for being on Kidacity. We are at the end of the show, and I have a question for you. Are you ready? Well, here it is. What is the only letter in the English alphabet that is also used in calculation? Think about it. The answer is E. E is used in calculations for big numbers. Try it with a calculator. Type the largest number you know and check when you see an E. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next week, stay safe and Jai Hind from Kidacity.